Welcome to Jumpstart, everybody. I'm Mark Hinman, lead pastor at Hillcrest Church, and this is episode 31 of the podcast that's all about giving us the boost we need to keep us moving forward in the way of Jesus so that we can be more motivated and focused on him and less the aimless and miserable in life. So each episode of Jumpstart, I have a co-host with me, uh, Lucas Lassinger, who is now a officially a postgraduate, right? Well, the paperwork still has to go through, but I walk the stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a formality at this point. So congratulations on your graduation from University of Rochester. Chester. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's been a uh, been a busy year for you, a full full year, and now you're entertaining job offers. Yeah, that's what we're working on figuring out. Hopefully, there will be another announcement in a week or two. All right, that's that's great. So, yeah. what are we going to do today, Lucas? Well, uh, today on Memorial Day, we're going to continue our series about living on purpose, and mm-hmm. we have a guest with us. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome Steve Kilburn. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Steve. I'm honored to be here. And Steve, you're going to be the new pat. I, I had to look this up in the bulletin from yesterday. The pastor of counseling and care ministry starting in July, right? I am, and uh, my wife and I are very excited about uh, joining at Hillcrest, and um, I'm very excited about assuming that role. Yeah, Steve, you've lived in the area for a long time. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your family and what you've been doing for work and and ministry? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm the husband of Jennifer, and uh, we're the parents, Chelsea. Chelsea's now uh, uh, living in Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of settled there uh, after college where she got an internship. So she's doing well there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, funny, but I was actually born in Jamestown, but didn't really grow up here uh, because my family moved a couple of times. But now I have been back, well, since the late 80s. Um, That's a while. That's before Lucas was around. Before he was. <laughs> before yes. he was. That's right. <laughs> It is a sobering reality, <laughs> routinely meeting and increasingly being like cared for uh, at the doctor or where right. by people that weren't even alive when, you know, we were doing much like what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I lived here in Jamestown now for, uh, you know, a few decades and um, it, it just I'm sure we'll get a little bit more of that history, but most recently now I am um, and, and have been for about five and a half years, the pastor at Sherman Community Church, but also bivocational, uh, working at the county government, uh, overseeing some federal grants that the county had been has been awarded that address from a kind of public health uh, level the issues of addiction here in Chautauqua County, which, of course, uh, as we know, across the nation are a very serious, sadly growing. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I have most recently been doing. Of course, uh, transitioning away from the church in Sherman, um, a terrific group of folks out there and uh, have really appreciated my time with them. Uh, but the Lord has a new calling uh, in terms of ministry now. So part-time staff at him. Yeah, we're very excited about that. And that's the backstory here is we reached out to you for really for consulting uh, help and in engineering and discerning what the Lord had for us as a church and stepping into this new area of caring for those who are uh, impacted by in any way by addiction and substance abuse and host of mental health challenges. Um, so Lucas, uh, the series has a key verse. You want to tee that up for us today? Yeah. So as I said, we're, we're calling the series Living on Purpose. And the key verse is Proverbs 19.21, which says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Hmm. 
And so, Steve, I'm just curious, I mean, can you just share briefly how you've seen the Lord steering you and leading you and aligning you with his purpose? Yeah, well, we uh, can and I do take uh, comfort and a real appreciation for the sovereign and benevolent hand of God. That yeah, amen to that, right? Yes. Uh, good news. And um, I mean, obviously, in ways seen and unseen, probably more unseen, he's at work in all of our lives, uh, directing their course. Um, I can say that it was as a probably preteen that uh, weekend camp, uh, church camp, really the first and significant response to an invitation to the gospel. And uh, it, it was really a significant time. I mean, I, I sensed that something had changed. Um, not that at 12, I was living a you know, dissolute life, but I, <laughs> I definitely sensed a, a real um, uh, sort of embrace of God. I, I'll, I'll say it like that. Um, uh, but over the years then, um, high school in central New York, uh, college as well, and then the Peace Corps after college. I was in Papua New Guinea for a couple of years, about three and a half total, actually. Uh, another really significant time spiritually for me, uh, probably getting away from much of the context of, you know, life here uh, gave an opportunity for God to work in and I hope through me, but certainly in me. Uh, and, and not least of all by the Christians that I uh, met, the Papua New Guinean Christians, mm -hmm. they really, uh, you know, how it is you go someplace to supposedly be of help and come away having been deeply helped <laughs> uh, yeah. oneself. Um, and, you know, that decision, even there, I think, was namely getting into the Peace Corps and, and going to Papua New Guinea really demonstrates, I think, a couple of the ways that the Lord does lead. Uh, I'd had a, a kind of a desire and a concern, I'll, I'll say, I think, for folks living uh, in the developing world, um, living in places of poverty, etc. That was on my heart really through high school and, and then in college. Um, Although there was a point, I think, over the years, maybe Lucas can identify where you get kind of tired of uh, the sort of the rigors of academic life. And I was just thinking, no, I'm just I'm going to leave college, get a job and just sort of have some normalcy. But uh, but but then I changed my mind again. Like and, and you know, it just the course of our desires change. But what I was also going to say is that I had a intention and in fact applied for a position in a Spanish speaking country in the Peace Corps. Uh, not because I was fluent by any stretch in Spanish, but they had taken some Spanish. I had taken some Latin American history, and I just had kind of an interest in that region. Well, in any event, that didn't work out. Uh, instead, I was offered this position in Papua New Guinea. Uh, I, I, and I kid you not, and still remember my college apartment, Peace Corps uh, staff member, you know, saying uh, over the phone, you know, would I be interested in uh, accepting this placement in Papua New Guinea and saying, well, give me a couple of days. I'll think about it. Hung up with him, went into my bedroom where I had a world map on the wall and looked around for Papua New Guinea. <laughs> where is that again? <laughs> is that? Uh, needless, <clears throat> well, perhaps needless to say it. Not in, well, I knew it wasn't in Latin America, and I was quite sure it wasn't a Spanish-speaking country, and it was neither. Um, but it was God's, you know, sort of sovereign hand there, you know, directing me to a place that come spiritually incredibly. Mm. I have really no doubt that that was where I, you know, God, all kinds of purpose. Um, but then you you came home, and and then you had a, a an initial job situation, another yeah. turn that that was very shaping too for you. It really was. I came back again, but well, I'd been home one time, three and a half years, but. Mm. You know, away for quite some time. Uh, in fact, came to Jamestown because my parents hired here and this sort of going to be a temporary landing 
place for me again. This is like 89. So uh, temporary has uh, become a, a, an extended. I think we could say this has been sort of permanent. Yeah. I think maybe now that might qualify. Yes. <laughs> um, and of course, started looking for work. You know, I had an undergraduate degree, but not one that would immediately translate into, you know, an obvious position. I had three and a half years in Papua New Guinea, uh, which even probably less so uh, had immediate translation. And I just, I couldn't, I mean, there were some opportunities, but none that really seemed appropriately like coming kind of aligned with who I am and what I had interest in and, and otherwise just not really finding anything. And I was going to leave, uh, go to another community. In fact, my sister lived in central New York and offered to kind of help me get set up in something up there. But my mom had recommended that I apply at the hospital, WCA at that time. And I had kind of resisted mainly because I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a lab tech, you know, what have you. But finally I relented and said, okay, if I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave with no stone unturned. And I, um, I've said many times, uh, because it's true that when I walked through those front doors to apply that day, uh, at the HR office, uh, I had the sinking feeling that this was the place that I was going to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and only, a, I, I want to be really clear, only sinking because it wasn't my idea. I wanted to be sort of, you know, I didn't want mom to have to you know, craft my my decision. But I did get a job there and uh, got a job as a counselor on the inpatient psychiatric unit. Mm-hmm. And um, that became a, a juncture point that at my background in terms of education wasn't health, wasn't in counseling, wasn't in psychology. So this was not something that I'd been kind of inclined towards, but boy, uh, it became really the beginning of much of my life's work, um, along with uh, ultimately going uh, actually to graduate school, getting a master of nine, um, but always with this connection to the realm of often called behavioral health, mental health, addiction service. Yeah. And you now serve as and have for several years, the chairman of the board at the hospital. Know, that and... very hospital that I... Wow. I kind of reluctantly walked into that day. Um, I have been on the board for many years, uh, in, including as chair. Um, in fact, so many years as chair, because I was actually the chair of the board and now UPMC Chautauqua. Um, I've actually just, just transitioned. Uh, I'm still on the board, but just after many years, transit off role of chair. <laughs> but uh, that was literally like last. So, wow. So, you, you know, you've been a part of this process of helping us and and uh, discern the Lord's direction in terms of this new area of ministry for us as a church family. And I think one of the things that has been really helpful for us is to realize that our our lane, our particular area of ministry where we're going to be focusing is coming alongside families of, yeah. of those who are affected in one way, shape, or form by mental illness, uh, substance abuse, and so on. Could you talk to a little bit about that, how you've seen the Lord prepare you? you then for this area of ministry at Hillcrest? Yeah. So as I said, I, you know, I entered into employment and learned a ton over the years, um, roles of a counselor on the inpatient mental health unit. I worked in the emergency room for several years, uh, seeing patients that came in or many cases brought into the emergency room in some kind of crisis, and then worked for another nine years uh, on the inpatient uh, rehab, drug and alcohol rehab. Mm -hmm. And Wow. credentialed counselor there. So yeah, I mean, really a sort of frontline. Yeah, you see it all in those situations. point to various, you know, uh, various diagnoses, if you will, and various stages in, in people's crises, you know, from the height of it to, you know, getting treatment, getting help, uh, as well as the family. And, you know, even now in my role, in more sort of public health 
position at the county. I, I, uh, and, and I'm not saying anything that others wouldn't, I think, fully concur. While there are services, some for family members, it, it, it's an underserved group, and yet an over, sometimes overwhelmed, often overwhelmed group of folks. And, um, you know, this passion to be of service, of help to people struggling with mental health and addiction issues uh, extends beyond, uh, you know, certainly includes those who themselves have that, those struggles, but certainly extends beyond to the family who are often bearing much of the strain of caring for a loved one, not sure what to do, uh, et cetera. And, um, and often feeling shame about that themselves, right? Embarrassment, uh, just tremendous frustration. You know, and, and, and I think that is one of the natures perhaps of this whole realm of behavioral health that maybe, you know, kind of deeply evokes from me this desire or you know, perhaps it's God's desire that I hope is, you know, trust working through me. It, it, and it's this, it's the isolating nature of these afflictions, whether the person, you know, is themselves suffering from addiction, from a mental health issue, or as you said, Mark, uh, a family member, the isolating nature, the shame, the, the sense of cut off from others and their support, guidance, just their compassion. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's without exaggeration, it's kind of hellish. And uh, God wants to speak into those places and, and bring life. Yeah, for sure. And that's really the, the hope of the gospel, right? And, and the hope of the life of the church that so we can, can bring some light and health and grace and peace, encouragement, all of those things that's needed for those families. And and, and the folks themselves that are dealing with uh, very traumatic situations. Hey, um, I'm going to pivot back to Lucas for just a minute because I, I think he has something to ask yeah. you as well. I mean, you all got, got real deep there, and I'm not real great <laughs> at on task and focused. So I we talked about this beforehand. We gave you a very short warning. I don't know even know what you're going to say here. But do you have every episode we do an unpaid commercial, something that you would recommend? Maybe it's uh, for the church family to read a book before you show up in July, or maybe it's you know just a movie you like or something. What would you recommend to everyone this week? Yeah, you put me on the spot. And so I, I was thinking and thinking and fast. And so, you know, if you asked in 10 more minutes, I might think of something else and, you know, tomorrow something again. But right now, here's what I'm going to say. It's neither a book, not a movie, not a restaurant. Um, it's it's a band. Okay. And uh, it may be one familiar to many. I don't know. It's only within maybe the past year or so that I've become familiar with them. But um, City of Light. Mm. About? Yep. Yep. Okay. All Good right. Stuff. So, I don't, you know, I'm probably people are listening, thinking like that. That's not new. <laughs> no, I'm always discovering new groups and bands and stuff. But uh, their music is top shelf. Their lyrics—they're almost like a, a modern day uh, like hymns, but you know, contemporary. So th that's my shout out. If there is anybody out there like me who's probably a little, maybe a lot behind the curve uh, and haven't gone and listened to anything by City Alight, C-I-T-Y-A-L-I. That's my commercial, unpaid. Um, Un, they, they've offered me nothing to promote their work. <laughs> That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. So, uh, you know, every Sunday at Hillcrest, uh, Pastor Mark always ends with a so what. Um, I'm sure if you ever share the pulpit with him, I, I expect that you'll have been bred into it at that point. <laughs> so we'll, we do that on the podcast, too. If you had to summarize everything we've talked about today just into one or two sentences, what do you think would be a good takeaway? 
Ooh, oh boy, the pressure's on. I, I know it's, it's two <laughs> pastors on here, so yeah, I have to really exactly. challenge Exactly, you. you're talking to a pastor, and you want to <laughs> summarize any two sentences. You, you know, and there's one of my sentences, uh, you know, right there is the futility of that exercise. Um, okay, so like you know, taking my cue from the Apostle Paul, who tended to write these Greek uh, sentences that were long, run-on sentences, <laughs> whole paragraphs in our English Bible. Um, so if I can be permitted, yeah. Uh, that, then I can maybe try the sentence. You know, I, I, your series here about living on purpose, following, finding and following God's will, I think, but it's certainly knowing, first of all, that God's purposes are all centered in Christ. The gospel is God's purpose. Admittedly, that doesn't help us in the moment, maybe of a, you know, particular decision sometimes. I mean, sometimes it does, but that doesn't always you know, clarify what we should do with a job or what have you, but it is the starting point. And then I think, you know, there's, in my experience, there's the counsel of other, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the circumstances of our life, and the mm-hmm. desire of God get for us to get to know him more deeply and trust him more deeply. We will be placed in situations, I am certain of it, in our lives for which we will not have a perfect clarity about what, and rather than necessarily feel that that's the uh, evidence that our faith is weak or that there's something wrong with our walk with God, it may well be that that's exactly what he wants to do so that we will learn to deeply trust and know that he knows us well. And if we're inclined in a certain direction, but not sure, then that's stood up to prayer and the counsel of others, etc. We can walk with confidence. This is a walk of faith. Faith includes God's perfect knowledge of us and his perfect sovereignty over all circumstances. We cannot frustrate the God. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's a good word. word. It wasn't even a sentence, probably four paragraphs, but that's the best I can come up with. Well done. Well done. Let me, uh, let me pray for us then as we launch into this day. Father, thank you for time with Steve today. Lord, we look forward to him joining our pastoral team in just a few weeks. And we thank you for all the ways that you've prepared him for this new season of ministry at Hillcrest. We pray that he would continue to lead him and lead us as a church family. Lord, we want to be a, a, a healthy church that provides the hope of life in your son uh, to as many as, as possible. And so we thank you for your leading in our lives, leading in Steve's and Jen's life as they will be joining us. Uh, we pray for each person that's in a season of transition from high school, from college, or like Lucas from grad school, um, others like Steve, who is leaving a, a job, um, uh, a role, a, a calling for, to pursue something else. Lord, we pray that you would continue to remind us of your goodness, your love, your sovereignty, and and Lord, that you desire, as uh, Steve has said today, a, a deep and personal relationship with each one of us. Grow us into that, we pray this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I have one more question for you before we end the recording. Do you go like Pastor Steve, Pastor Kilburn, Pastor Kay? What what do you not to make you commit, you know, completely commit now and put you on the spot again, but which one do you want to go by? Pastor Steve. Will Pastor be. Steve. Will All be. right. Perfect. Well, well, Steve, but Pastor. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to everyone who tunes in and listens to the podcast. If you think anything that we shared here today would be encouraging to someone else, I encourage you to share it with them. Uh, you can also like, uh, rate, comment, subscribe, you know, do whatever you do on whatever platform you do it on. Maybe you want to share it on Facebook, in which case you can tag the church at Hillcrest Jamestown. You can also tag the podcast page, which is at Jumpstart Podcast on Facebook. That's right. Hey, thanks for being with us today, everybody. 
God bless you and have a great day.